everyone and welcome to the pilot edition of the Wrestle Nation podcast. My name is Chris and with me, my good friend, my co-host, Mr. Ian himself. How are you doing, sir? Hello, hello. Yeah, I'm good. This is this is like a modern day two Ronnies. <laughs> I like that. That's cool. Um yeah, so basically, ladies and gentlemen, this is something me and Ian have wanted to do for a while now, a wrestling podcast. Well, if you couldn't tell, that's what it is already by the name Wrestle Nation and the fact that it's a podcast. There we are. Um, but this is definitely something me and Ian have wanted to do for a while. We met through YouTube. Uh, we met through a group on YouTube called The New Breed. And it's always been something me and him have discussed, but never actually got round to doing. So, hey, we thought, why not actually get this going? Ian, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, it, it, it's really just what you've been saying, Chris. Um, you know, I, I just want to come on here and I want to talk about wrestling. Um, I want to talk about wrestling with you. I want to talk about wrestling with anyone that's listening. So that being said, we are going to um, create a Twitter account and we will create um, a Facebook account because, uh, fa- you know, let's face it, who doesn't have a Facebook account? Um, hey, it's it, like any good wrestling thing. If we haven't got fans and we haven't got people in our ears telling us what they like and what they don't like, we can't get better. That, that's it. So, you know, there will be plenty of interaction. And as, as the shows go on, you know, it, it's obviously going to get better. Um, we've, we've got ideas for segments that we want to put in, but... Really, just for now, this is an experiment. Um, we say this, you know, this is the pirate, pirate, pilot edition. Are um, uh, maybe with the odd pirate coming in, I don't know, but uh, but yeah, it's, I'm excited. This is going to be good fun. It is indeed. It is indeed. So, with that being said, Ian, will you please lead us into our first segment? Indeed, I will. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is your first segment on the Wrestle Nation podcast. It is Three Count, where we will be taking three random pieces of wrestling news. This week is a very WWE heavy Three Count which is weird considering they were a WCW stable, but there we go. The first count comes in that Ric Flair seems to think that Roman Reigns' hate is due to The Rock. Now, not directly because of The Rock, it's just the fact that the fans see The Rock and Reigns together, they know The Rock and Reigns are related, so they expect Roman Reigns to have that same magnetism and electricity as the People's Champion. Now, just remember... It took The Rock a long time to go into his character of The Rock. So maybe, just maybe, in 6, 18 months, we might see another side of Roman Reigns that could be the next People's Champion. Coming in as the second count, we have two names being considered for the Hall of Fame this year. First off being Ivan Kolov. Now seeing as Rusev is currently on high in the WWE at the moment, Maybe it makes sense to have a Russian guy be inducted into the Hall of Fame. But the name that's other oh, the name that's also making reigns is one Kevin Nash. 
Now, seeing as we've had Shawn Michaels in 2011, we had Scott Hall last year and Kevin Nash this year, is it wrong to suspect that we might get Triple H and have the entire click in the Hall of Fame by next year? And third and finally, we have Paige talking about who she thinks from NXT will be called up to the main roster next. Even though she cites Bailey as being one of her best friends, she seems to think that Sasha Banks is the next girl that's going to come up to the main roster, saying that she has the whole package and that she is just awesome and sweet backstage. That was your three count. And speaking of NXT, Ian, would you like to take us on to our topic this week? Uh, yes, Chris, we were going to be talking about just sort of current goings on in WWE uh, over the last week. And um, I think the hot topic is, as it always is, is NXT. Um, obviously, we had Rival. Um, well, it's called Rivals, wasn't it? It was, TakeOver Rival. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure if they're actually... The thing I don't understand is they're giving these shows names like Fatal 4-Way, Arrival, Rival, but they're just known as TakeOver yeah, I think it's it's to separate the uh, Twitter the Twitter tags, I suppose, in a way, isn't it? Yeah, but, um, yeah. It's a bit like the old in your house titles. Um, after a while, they're going to run out, and then it's probably going to have to be called to make completely different. Um, yeah, yeah, I suppose. But I I really enjoyed this. I didn't watch it live. I watched it the next day on the network. Um, the same here. I I, I was going to watch it live. But I've come off a two till ten shift. I was tired, and it was like I can't watch this. I need to go to sleep. It's uh, it's hard to indulge in a match when your eyes are closing. Yeah, that's um, the problem. So yeah, but, so it, it it didn't even cost me nine ninety nine to watch it. No, no. Considering that UK fans, if you've just signed up to the network, I think actually if you signed up when it was released in January. You've had about, well, it's going to be six weeks by the time it comes to pay for it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, w watching it itself, it, oh, I thought it was brilliant. Um, we had, you know, two massive uh, outcomes. Um, obviously, the first one being Sasha Banks going off what you were saying. Um, I, I see Charlotte uh, and Adrian Neville being called up very soon. Um it wouldn't... To be honest, I think Charlotte is the next girl that's going to go up. It, it wouldn't surprise me if you were looking no. at a, a, a mania, you know, the Raw after mania, um, that she turns up on Raw. Yes, and as long as it's not the same as they did last year by just hot-shotting the Divas title on her. Yeah, I, you know, that, that would be a shame, but I, I think we can, we can see uh, Adrian Neville and Charlotte coming up. Obviously, you've got to remember um, the, the massive UK uh, crowd that go to Mania. Um, mm -hmm. So to have Adrian Neville come out on, on Monday Night Raw would just be... It would be like a page thing all over again. It would be. But would you rather save someone like Adrian Neville for the actual UK tour? Mm, do you know what? I've never actually really thought about it like that before. I think it'd be far better if you saved someone like Adrian Neville to make his Raw debut on Raw in the UK, or even SmackDown in the UK, but have him do something major, you know, beat a champion, beat someone like Bad News Barrett. Mm. But this, Current... it's, it's a possibility. It may be even on, you know, on the UK tour after Mania. I don't know. But um, but going back to the whole Sasha Banks thing, um, I was thrilled uh, when she won that. Um, 
I, I was pulling for Bailey. I, Bailey really impressed me in that match. In fact, all the girls in that match did. NXT has quite possibly the best women's division in the world at the moment. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a couple of words here, but a female John Cena. Ooh. Okay. Uh, please. I don't like the gimmick. She's a brilliant. <gasps> I don't like the gimmick. It the, it drives me a bit insane. I think it's more that thing. I think the gimmick actually appeals to me because it's that kind of friend thing. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, go on, you go, girl. Yeah, I I I, I like the bad girl. I, I I have to admit, when Sasha Banks won that, I, I was quite happy. Um, and the way that Kevin Owens won um against Neville, that Kevin Owens, he's keeping his Kevin Steen attitude uh, and his gimmick to a certain degree. I think they realised it's because it worked. Mm. And to be honest, I think they went into the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens thing too fast. Obviously, Owens and Zayn being Al Generico and Kevin Steen, they had some phenomenal matches in Ring of Honor. And I, again, I think it's just the WWE thinking, right, you know, let's get the internet crowd on our side. Let's have these two go one-on-one in essentially our best product at the moment. Which, yeah, from a business standpoint, I can understand it. But if it were me, I'd do the long build towards it. Actually, there was a lot of things going on about people saying you could have an NXT match at WrestleMania this year. And I would have thought if you were going to do that, put that match on a WrestleMania because that will draw your so-called internet crowd, your so-called smart marks to watch that ROH fans, to watch the biggest show of the year. Even though I suppose WrestleMania sells itself, something like that would only just add to a bit of revenue. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I do agree. I think they they pushed it all too quickly. And um, if you look back at number one uh, contenders for the title in NXT, uh, Tyler Breeze was in the title picture for a while. He was putting on brilliant matches, um, mm-hmm. and we haven't seen anything in that title picture from him since. And uh, I, I think just the Kevin Owens thing, it's come along too soon. Um, yeah. You know, you can't just walk in somewhere like that and, and for a good storyline, it's it, they're relying on the people who watch NXT know their indie wrestling and their ROH, etc. So yes. in that respect, they've, they've played the crowd a good one. Um, yes. But it's, it's good to see, you know, I'm, I'm happy that he's there and that uh, he's a, a genuine badass. Yes, so let's talk the finish of the match because I found the finish of the match intriguing as hell, something I haven't seen done in a long time. And believe it or not, it's helping to build a character. Who'd have thunk it, eh? In the WWE, they're taking time to build a character. Just that awesomely brutal finish from Owens to Zayn. But that's, in retrospect, what it was like in the ROH days and the feud they have. Well, they have oh, yeah. then. Um, that, that's how they're building it. That seems to be the route they want to go. Um, I would just expect this feud between the two of them to continue for a bit longer and, um, you know, include some ladder matches and some no-DQ matches and, and stuff like that. Hmm. However, you spoke of number one contenders earlier. Shall we talk about Neville versus Balor? Indeed. 
oh my god, what a match. And it, I read some reviews about it saying that how the production team put together a short video to help add to a match that really didn't have any story on it. It was literally just a number one contenders match. Two guys just put together. But the video package hyped it up and made it feel special. And the match, the storytelling by both of these guys, the work they did was just phenomenal. Absolutely incredible stuff. And by the way, give Finn Balor all the entrances in the world. That is the most unique thing going on in the WWE right now. Imagine what his entrance would be like if he was at a Mania. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The only thing that sort of disappointed me was it was kind of the same thing. Now, if those of you listening that are familiar with who Prince, uh, for who Finn Balor is, Fergal Devitt or Prince Devitt, in the UK, he did a lot of work and did a lot of cool things. He'd come out dressed as the Joker. He'd come out dressed as Shredder. Various different comic book and anime things, film references. It just looked phenomenal. I can understand why the WWE might not be letting him do it due to copyright reasons, but it would be awesome to see him come out with something different other than the Predator-esque kind of hat mask thing and the venomish body paint. Yeah, it's like you say, the copyright thing, you know, that is that is a massive issue. So hopefully that he's just creative and they're creative with him in his own way because um, they're really pushing this kind of, dark side of him as well so um it'd be interesting to see what you know what what comes up from there uh mm-hmm. the only the only other match i really wanted to talk about chris was the bull dempsey baron corbin feud if you can call it a match which i'm a bit betwixt about that feud to be honest uh i mean i think dempsey's been beaten three times now is it yeah i think and corbin hasn't lost against him has he i don't think so no and uh, yeah, it's it's just the fact that the match never really took anything. It just didn't, kind of didn't get going. It seems, and, be, and when it, it started to get going, it it ended. It seems to be the sort of same thing all the time. Um, but at least the mm. crowd has stopped counting. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Um, we're gonna have to sort of start wrap this bit up soon. Uh, but I wanted to just mention the whole what what Raw's been like. Um, you know, we've got. Sting uh, has accepted the challenge um, in what I saw as a very Undertaker-style promo. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm in two minds with this whole Sting-Triple-H angle. One, I think it could be absolutely phenomenal because the way they brought Sting in and actually not had him say a single word and what people have got to bear in mind He's been with the company since November. He hasn't said a word in nearly four months. That's pretty good mind games to be playing. He, he's very good at pointing. Have you noticed that? Yeah, he's very, very good at pointing. He's got a good finger. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> as long as if they do end up having a match, it's not going to be finger poke of doom territory. Well, you never know, but I'm, I'm not... Mm particularly hopeful in the match in the match itself we haven't seen sting have a decent match for years and years and years and years um so it's all about the build uh, and and the way that this is uh 
To be honest, though, is Triple H versus Sting the match you really want to see? Not really. I think it's more about seeing Sting in the ring and him having a big elaborate entrance than it is him wrestling. Uh, Again, and just actually seeing Sting in the ring at WrestleMania, that's going to be a big one for old school fans. It's got to that point. Now, how much longer can you leave it? Um, Because kind of just switching up topics very quickly, uh, the rumour was uh, for Bray Wyatt to go against um, The Undertaker. Uh, If you look at some of his promos, they're they're slightly um, going very Undertaker-esque. He's singling someone out in his promos uh, that looks like it could be The Undertaker, but apparently... Undertaker's just he's not in a good state at the moment and it's really 50-50 now um, if he's even going to be at Mania again the thing with that is as much as I would like to see the Undertaker come back would I really want to see the Undertaker come back to Wrestlemania knowing your streak's no longer on the line there is no point no I think they spoil it they I understand what they did by giving last year the whole year of Lesnar and having him be having him be dominant, but even they could have done that by having Lesnar get disqualified last year at WrestleMania and kept the streak intact to give it to a young up and coming guy who needed that moment. If you had Roman Reigns beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania, it would do more for him than winning the Royal Rumble and beating Brock Lesnar ever could. But when you look at all the other people that Taker's faced, is Roman Reigns is no better than anyone he's ever faced. No, I suppose this is true, actually. I mean, I personally, I think Brock Lesnar was the, first, the, the best person to, to beat that streak. But it's just it just happens to be that Brock Lesnar is, you know, he's probably only got, I don't know, five, ten more years left of his career in UFC or wrestling. But also, you mentioned that... It, that Roman Reigns is not the kind of guy, he hasn't got the calibre of some of the guys that Taker's faced. Well, again, as I said, no, because you try and give that to someone who is supposed to be your next guy. You're building him to be at that level. So what bigger feather in the cap of a new guy to say, well, I'm the guy that beat The Undertaker. If they'd have given that, say Lesnar came in a la 2002, nay. If Lesnar had come in and been in for like six to eight months, then gone to Mania and beat Undertaker, it would have meant so much more. It, it's a difficult one to, 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 to really guess. I mean, to me, Brock Lesnar, he's, he's been built in such a way that he, he is what they say is he's a beast. He's, he's, oh, yes. he's unbeatable. And for me, when you've built someone that high... What, no one can beat him. Look at the way he's destroyed John Cena. He, no one can beat him. And to have Roman Reigns or Daniel Bryan beat him, I know it'd be good if Daniel Bryan won, but I just that's not... I, Roman Reigns, to, to beat Brock Lesnar, that doesn't seem right to me. Um, but time will tell. We're going to have to yes. wait and see. Um, you know, Brooklyn Brawler could uh, get involved, maybe. <laughs> yes. Steve Lombardi. Steve Lombardi. Ace Knuckleball Schwartz. Yeah. He uh, he needs to be the third member of J and J Security. <laughs> um, but JJS. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, but anyway, yeah, we're gonna uh, 
come back very shortly uh, to talk about some indie events and what's going on uh, in and around the UK. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I just found this earlier on, and I want you to listen to it. You know, they say all men are created equal, but you look at me and you look at small Joe, and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally if you go one-on-one -on -one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak, and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best at beating me. And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, your chances of winning drastically go down. See, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me, and he's not even going to try. So, Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning, if we used to go one-on-one, -on -one, and then add 66 and two-thirds percents, I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, the numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. <laughs> Scott Steiner. <laughs> the, the, the legend of the promo. Yeah, certainly up there with The Rock and Ric Flair. Yeah, I'd, I would love to see that guy do a promo um, in the uh, Hall of Fame if he ever goes into it. Uh, you think he might actually have to do two? One is the Steiner brothers and one is Scott Steiner. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be brilliant. Um, but yeah. In the same night. Yeah, it, it would be a very... It would be on par with Mr. T and his mum, I think. Uh. <laughs> but yes, uh, I wanted to just mention um, about some local indie feds. Um not local to me necessarily, but obviously UK. I hope we have listeners all over the place. So uh, if you've been to any shows, can you please let us know? Uh, let us know what what they're like. Are they adult-orientated? Are they more sort of family-orientated? It'd be nice to get everyone's um, input on some of these shows because uh, obviously you can't go to them all. Um, so, yeah, starting tomorrow, uh, the 16th, uh, ASW are doing a show at the Civic Hall in Bedford. Uh, on the 17th, they've also got another show at Embassy Theatre in Skegness. Uh, on the 18th, uh, they have another show at Bath Halls in Scunthorpe. Um, on the 19th, Attack have a show at Pontins in Pedestran, I believe it's called. Um, on the 20th, ASW again at Floor Hall Southport. Um, there's also a HCW show at the Resource Centre in Dinnington. Then we also have... Uh, on the 21st, FSW Underground at the Longfield Suite in Presswich. Um, VPW with their first frontier at the gate in Cardiff. And then on the 22nd, we have a MSW in Tot Morton Civic Hall, Tot Morton. So if anyone's been to any of those shows um, or, or any of those promotions, uh, please get in contact with us and, and, and tell us your thoughts. But um, have you... Uh, heard of any of those promotions uh, Chris? I've heard of Attack and I have had the pleasure of actually working and training with some of the guys from Attack Pro Wrestling. Uh, one of those uh, a lot of people will know is a certain Mark Andrews who recently got uh, contracted to TNA by winning British Bootcamp um, but I've trained with some of their guys 
for those that don't know, I am actually a trainee or was a trainee professional wrestler, but due to family commitments and other such things, I've had to give it up for a while. But that being said, I've got a show which I would like to plug if it's uh, not too much trouble, Ian. Of course. Um, on the 28th of February at Wooden Hall Club, Gloucester, Pro Evolution Wrestling will present its third annual tribute show to one of our young trainees, Camille Komenewski. I think I pronounced his name right. I never could pronounce it right. But Camille was a young lad who trained with me and a number of others who took his own life and no one knows why. It's very, uh, I don't like to talk about it too much. But every year around this time, we all gather together to celebrate his life. And it's going to be a, a great show full of top talent, including guys like J.D. Knight, T-Bone, Charlie Garrett, Justin Sizem, to name just a few. And Justin Sizem, guys, one of the young guys to watch out for on the rise in the British indie scene. So keep your eyes out for him. You need to get along and check that one out. Um... I would like to just mention one other show uh, that's uh, that's on the nineteenth of the uh, nineteenth of February. Uh, that's EPW. They're doing a show at the Darlington Music Centre in Darlington. Um, we have a, a fellow uh, a friend that wrestles uh, for EPW. I believe he's the, one of the tag team champions at the moment, uh, Mr. Joe. I do believe he is. Yes. Um, so uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to get Joe on here one day and. and Maybe have a little chat with him and he can tell us a little bit more about EPW and his experiences. Yeah, and if uh, if you're wondering, he has a YouTube t- uh, channel. That's Mr. Joe Scott 44. So go and check him out. Yes, um, it'd be nice to get nice to get an inside view of, of each different promotion and, and and what they're about and how they started and learn a little bit more. So yes, of course, if there's anyone from a wrestling background who's listening to this who might be interested in talking to us um keep listening for future shows we'll obviously be putting a twitter handle and a facebook out there and if you'd be interested in appearing on the show then obviously we'd welcome your input now there is another british wrestling show coming up but it's not this month it's not next month it's still a good four months away and that is the London Wrestling Convention on the... 20, is it the 19th and 20th of June? 20th and 21st. Right, that's it. I knew it was the 20th, at least. <laughs> you've taken the wrong days off work. I can rebook them. <laughs> um, yes, but what, what a thing to happen in this country. I think one of the first of its kind over here for pure wrestling. I'm, I'm pretty sure that... A convention itself has, hasn't been done for as long as I've... I mean, I've only been, like, more hardcore wrestling fan over the last, sort of, five years. I've, I've followed wrestling since I was, like, eight years old. But, I mean, with the internet, things change and you start getting a little bit more hardcore. So, I don't believe there's been anything like this at all. And with my research, I've not found out of anything happening like this. I know... WWE and TNA when they come over they do signings and things like that and appearances but never like with the amount of top caliber stars that are coming to the LWC on the 20th and the 21st of June. Yeah I mean the the, the company PSI that are promoting this they, they've really taken the time to build up relationships with uh, 
with people like Shawn Michaels and uh, I know I know we've got there's a lot of promotions around at the moment um, getting in on all these meet and greets, but uh, PSI have done a fair few and they seem to be getting those working relationships for talent. Um, and and to me, I think that the way it's run is going to be generally better. I mean, I went to the uh, WrestleCon in New Orleans and, and that was appalling. Absolutely appalling. For the money you spent on tickets, it, it wasn't a good experience at all. And you also, because you were at WrestleMania last year, you went to Access as well. Could you share with us some of your Access stories and feelings? Access was, to me, the only way I can describe it. It was, it was like being... It was like going to Charlie, you know, Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Um, you, just didn't come, you didn't hang around with uh, Augustus Gloom from Baruch Assault. Um, it was, it was, oh, I felt like a kid in a candy shop. Um, it was a, it was an experience itself, but as WrestleCon was, it was kind of in like this hangar thing and it was badly organised. The, there was a super ticket that, you know, you bought the super ticket, you were told you could get to the front of the queue. Um, that didn't happen. There were people standing around just going, what? You know, we thought we were going to get our numbers called and we'd go up and we'd meet whoever, but that didn't happen and a lot of people missed out. Um, and the promoters of WrestleCon actually said to the uh, the, the wrestlers' uh, promoters themselves, you know, don't bother coming back here again. It was that bad. Right. Um, so so this WrestleCon, I'm, I'm expecting good things. Well, it's like I said, the amount of talent you've got, guys like Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Jim Ross, Trish Stratus, Lita, they are all guys who are at basically the top of their game. And I believe there's another name to be announced on the 18th, which is Wednesday. And it's a WWE Hall of Fame talent. Any speculation on who you might think it is? Obviously, Bear in mind some of those previous things that PSI have done with some of the talents that aren't currently on the card for London WrestleCon. I'm, I'm tempted to say Nature Boy or possibly Edge. Um, I mean, Ric Flair is over on the 25th of May to the 30th, I think. So he's going to be in the UK before WrestleCon. Um, so... I don't know if he would fly back or, and then come out again. I don't know. But I, I'm going to say Edge or um, Ric Flair. To me, I, I've just suddenly thought of this Hulk Hogan. It's, mm. it's a massive thing, but, I mean, that would be incredible. Well, I, I kind of agree with you for the Edge thing because I'd love it to be Edge personally. Ric Flair... I don't see him staying around and I wouldn't see him come because he's not going to stay around for a month no. or so. But I also don't see him coming back like that early either. The guy who, in my mind, it could be would be one hot rod, Rowdy Roddy Piper, and I would be, again, chuffed if it was him. And seeing as you had your Hulk Hogan, I'm going to say I hope to God that it is Stone Cold Steve Austin because that would be absolutely incredible. That that would be friggin' incredible, and that would that I think that would almost show PSI. It would give them a whole new layer to their um, how, how would I say it their their approach to what they've been doing because they are they're bringing a lot of events over here, and to get a star like Stone Cold, that would be like getting the Queen. Well, if you get those three talents: Bret Hart, Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels. Mm. 
that's just incredible. Um, but the, but I mean, they've also added one thing I noticed, and I sent you this over Facebook, was that the uh, HBK uh, and Bret Hart sit down talk thing just before it, for some some reason, uh, and I'm sure this is a last minute thing. They've put Jim Ross in there. Yeah, I'm not sure about that either. I'm not sure what's happening there. It's like okay. I'll take an hour of Jim Ross before you give me an hour of Sean and Brett. I mean, it's only that whole thing is 10 quid. Yeah, and that is, that's worth the price of admission alone. All right, for all these things, guys who are listening, you do need to either have a super ticket or a general admission ticket to buy them. But a general admission ticket is £11.25. So even if you go to London for the day, just decide who you want to see and then go to the Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart Q&A after, it's worth it. It's a, it'd be the same price as a, as a cheap Raw ticket, wouldn't it? Yeah, essentially. Um, and just so as you all know, guys and girls, me, Annie, and are both going to London Wrestling Con on the Saturday, and we will be at the Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart Q&A on the Saturday evening. So if you see us there, say hello to us. I may be drunk, I don't know. Don't embarrass yourself now. I'll try not to, but no guarantees. Don't run up onto the stage and start hugging Sean or anything, you know. Tell Sean I found his smile. <laughs> um, but it, I, I'm I'm very excited. I, this is going to be a, a big deal, I think, for wrestling in the UK in general. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, again, it's where you've got all of these guys together just in one place at one time it gives more people a chance to actually meet these guys like i said i know the wwe and tna do a lot of appearances and i mentioned this to you ian that if wwe were to do an event like an access you know i know tna do like a fan interaction thing if wwe were to do that over here they'd make money hand over fist because obviously we don't get to see the stars as much as guys in America do. I, 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 was, I said this to you earlier, that when they do the Raw and Smackdowns at the O2, there's a small um, area in the O2. I've never been in it, but they, they do very small, intimate gigs in there, and they have, um, I think it's called the Indigo. Um, I don't know how big it is, but it would be cool if... They just did some signings in there on the day of the yeah. I'd be quite happy to pay 15 quid to get a ticket, to gain access, go in there, get a few signings. You're in the O2. The amount of money the O2 would make from all the revenue of you going into Frankie and Benny's and having a few drinks, it would be, you know, it, it would pay off. Yeah, and even so, if they did something like... I know they do the VIP things, which is like after the show that you get to go backstage. But, I mean, VIP packages are like £400. That's ridiculous. Which, it is ridiculous. But if you were to do something like that for, like, I don't know, a couple of hours worth of meet and greet before the show at whichever event, like the Raw or the SmackDowns, again, it's, it, might not, it probably won't happen. It's just conjecture and something we'd like to see in this country. But there you are. All we can do is uh, hope. But yes, London Wrestling Con coming on June the 20th and 21st. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it a lot. Yes. 
So what else have we, we got to talk about, Chris? I do believe that is going to be it for this edition of the Wrestle Nation podcast. I don't believe we've got anything else to cover this week. No more news that we wish to talk about. Um, so we're planning on doing a show once a week. Um, as we said earlier, we're going to try to introduce more segments, maybe have uh, more guests uh, and stuff like that. But, you know, this is a pilot show. So, you know, we want to know what you think of it, don't we? Yeah. For those of us that know us on Facebook personally and Twitter personally, you know, give us your feedback. For those of you that know us on YouTube, give us your feedback. Um, I'm more than happy to put my Twitter, my personal Twitter, 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 blah, 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 my Twitter handle on here to get some criticism. I'm sure Ian will do the same. Yeah, if you want to send me a tweet, um, it's at Chudio, C-H-U-D-I-O. Um, and for me, being a massive 24 fan, it is at Bower24Power. So you can send me little tweetsies there. And that's the same for YouTube. Yeah, try, try and get Chris to use Twitter. <laughs> I don't use it that much. I am criminal. But if I start getting tweets and stuff, I do get the tweets through on my phone. But I just tend to like, uh, oh, that's interesting. Look at it. And Meh. Obviously, if it's not directly to me, I just kind of ignore it. It's a, it's a hard thing to get into. It takes a little time to get into Twitter. But um, should we leave that here for now then, Chris? And uh... I think that's a good thing to do. So uh, all I think I've got left to say is thank you very much, guys and girls, for listening. And I look forward to uh, greeting you all again next week.
shoving in your ear Cause the money was earned Yo, you can find us climbing set in the bar Or you can find us red carpet when we hitting it hard Cause the truth is you can find us wherever you are Just look up, we're flying high with the stars Cause tonight is the night Bright lights, high crowd, yeah we need to throw down Everybody get loud Tonight is the night, A-list, can't miss When we burn it to the ground, everybody get down Tonight is the night, stay grinding while I'm